Hello and welcome to Matalia is Confused. This is Matalia, aka M Diesel, and Donald Trump's not president anymore. Where are all the people who told me and told the rest of the fucking world that Donald Trump was still going to be president? After all that, nobody, nobody, nobody out there, by the way, took my bet in which I offered any amount of money that I have or will have in the future that Donald Trump was not going to be president. Not because of a prediction, but after there were facts, when chronologically it was after the election and everyone knew factually in reality that Joe Biden was president. That's when I knew and made that offer for a bet out to the world that no one took me up on, even though I know for a fact, I know for a fact, people who thought that listened to this show, out of one side of their mouth, they're saying, I know for a fact that Donald Trump is going to be president on January 21st and, and, and also, or January 20th, be sworn in for a second term. And also the fucking smug asshole confidence that was on display with all that. Throughout the episode, I'm going to play some clips from MAGA people. Not all of whom were delusional, but many of whom are. Most of whom, perhaps, are delusional. All the way up to the absolute maximum incoherent and delusional, which we covered in the last episode which is just as delusional as me beating someone up with a baseball bat, breaking their legs, standing above them with the bloody bat and saying, I did not bash your legs in and your legs are fine. We are now there. Everyone who is so fucking cued out, not cute, but cued out, like QAnon, they're all coming up with reasons why actually Either that was a fake inauguration. Uh, here are the things I've seen. I've seen the face-off theory. <laughs> Swear to God, I saw the face-off theory, which says Donald Trump and Joe Biden basically did what John Travolta and Nicolas Cage do in the movie Face-Off. Swear to God, I fucking saw this flying around on cue boards. And so it will look like Joe Biden was sworn in. But in reality, it will be Donald Trump. Okay. I mean, uh, what are we even talking about now? We should be carting these people to the insane asylum. Um, I saw um, it was fake. I saw it was a fake inauguration. It was all virtual bullshit and it was all fake. Uh, I saw... What else did I see? He was, a, he, he, oh, I saw that. I mean, but leading up to the election, I saw that it was going to be a mass arrest event that they were going to lure all the, all the, all the Democrats and celebrities and all the people that are uh, a part of the deep state cabal. And they're going to round them all up on inauguration day. And the military is going to announce uh, martial law. And then the, the rest of the part of that plan was over the next, um, Three days. I swear to God, I read this. This was this was memed out like a motherfucker. All over every Q heads page was this theory that it was going to be a mass arrest event that uh, for over the ne- over the course of the next three days, which would include today, but obviously it's not happening. The EBS, the emergency broadcast system, would be initiated, and on it, an eight hour quote movie would be played on loop for three days meaning nine times, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours each day, would be played on a loop on every screen in our pockets and at our homes with confessions from all the traitors and criminals 
who perpetrated this lie of an election. So that meant everyone from fucking Joe Biden to Tom Hanks was going to be rounded up, put on camera during a military tribunal, confess on camera to horrendous crimes, unimaginable, unspeakable crimes, and then be carted off to camps at Guantanamo Bay. I swear to God, I saw this. This was the most popular theory. And now, obviously, the theory for everyone who thought naively, who thought all of these Q people were going to actually take reality as it is and say, oh, I was duped. And then all of us would welcome them back into reality with open arms and be happy about their return. No, they decided not to take that route. Instead, they, they're doubling down, unsurprising, as predicted, as we all knew, for the most part, all of them are just pushing it now, kicking the can down the road, moving the goalposts. Actually, Trump needed Biden to start being president for a little while. Da, 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 da. The military is actually luring them. Da, 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 da. All fucking horseshit mass delusion. All of it. You were fucking duped and that's okay. But let's go backwards a little bit. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you what is actually not okay. What's not okay is what many of the speakers and leaders of this movement are perpetrating now. And about what's why it was really okay to lead all these people astray. Especially now that people are starting to get arrested for the capital siege and people are really starting to fucking feel the crunch of potential long-term prison time. And everybody leading up to the, the election who was banging that same stupid fucking drum when reality was staring you in the fucking face. So I'm going to roll the fucking tape on some of these motherfuckers. This is, I've played this guy before. This is Brendan Dilly. And this is him uh, uh, before the election talking about what he knew was actually going to happen. And you don't have to, I'm not going to say pay close attention because it's right in your face, but keep in mind the amount of pre-gloating, this cocksure, cocksucker, asshole laugh he's doing. This to me is actually the craziest part of the whole thing. Because they're not predicting it. They're not saying, I have a feeling. They fucking knew. They somehow absolutely knew that Donald Trump was still going to be president. Was going to be sworn in for a second term on January 20th. So here's Brendan Dilley, the man with the most annoying voice of all time. Apologies for that. The reality is we're the majority by a a fucking wide margin, okay? A significant margin. And as such, we're going to keep crushing your soulless, sorry asses for the next four fucking years. And you can scream illegitimate all the way right up until 2025 when President Trump will probably get reelected again because he's going to petition for a third term because you motherfuckers kept trying to rig the first two terms. Okay. So you can pretty much take illegitimacy and just blow it out your ass. Okay. You guys are deranged. Okay. We're winners, though. Nope. You guys are sick, okay? See me on January 22nd. Let me know who's the president. Don't worry. I know. I know. You're convinced, right? I'm the asshole. All these MAGA people are brainwashed. Okay. You just let me. Let's just come back on this show on January 22nd. You let me know who the fuck the president is, okay? All right. That'll be good. Okay, Brendan. Uh, I'm going to rein in the energy a little bit, but you asked me to come back on January 22nd and tell you who's president. Well, that's January 22nd right now. And as everyone with a brain knew, Joe, it's actually Joe Biden who's president. Um, he's doing daily press briefings. He's already signed executive orders. Donald Trump is already peacefully and like a little fucking ding-dong baby man gone back to fucking Florida playing some golf so what's up Brendan I'm not here to gloat I'm not here to fucking laugh in your face like a maniac like you were doing about a wrong 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 thing 
But you asked, so I'm here to tell you and everybody that thinks like you or thought like you and probably still does think like you that it's actually Joe Biden who is president because you asked me to follow up on that one. So that's what's going on with that one. And if we're wondering what Brendan is saying now, before I get into some other ones and what people are saying about how he actually still won or how he actually was guaranteed that he was going to win. I'm going to play uh, a clip of Brendan now. Uh, this in its own way is almost more insane than the maniacal uh, knowledge that Trump was going to be sworn in even though he lost the fucking election. And in the history of America, everyone who's won the election has gone on to become president. That's how it goes. And to expect otherwise is fucking dumb. So here's him uh, after the inauguration. So checking back in with him. And let's see how he feels. Many are disappointed that he was not anywhere near as authoritarian as we hoped he would be. Many of you. Pissed. Pissed. You wanted him to rule with an iron fist. Many of us believed that he would do that, including myself at times. I thought he might do some things that would be outside the, the norms of governance. And instead, you ended up with probably the least authoritarian president I've ever seen. I have never seen somebody... Um, avoid the use of over use of power more so than Donald J. Trump. Only a mouth-breathing fucktard uh, who watches the fake news would try and, and be, you know, uh, argue that point. So, I this one's weird. He, he he's actually saying he's actually saying. That okay, so he's doing a little flip in the middle there. It's so illogical; it's hard to follow. But he's 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 indicting, or he's bemoaning the lack of authoritarianism on Donald Trump's part, and he's saying he's the least authoritarian authoritarian president that he's ever seen. Which, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, and he and other MAGA motherfuckers. We're hoping for a much more authoritarian strain. But he figures out a way by the end of that clip of audio to tell you that. If you think he's an actual authoritarian, you fucking libtard pussies. You only think that because you watch the fake news. He ha- he was somehow spun it into an indictment of people who, who uh, watch news. But the point is, he can't just fucking eat it up and be done with it. So there's Brendan Dilly. And there's this other dude that I've played quite a bit. Um, named Hank Cunneman. He's one of those prophets. Uh, who is actually... As you guys know, I pay attention to a lot of these prophets. And he is... The worst one. And and in many ways, the, if you're the worst one in this uh, arena, you're the best one. But here's uh, now Hank Cunneman wiggling out of the endless prophecies he made about Donald Trump and why he actually won't admit he was wrong. Okay, here we go. You can't tell me over a hundred or thousands of prophetic voices, intercessors, believers all missed it. And other- yeah, I fucking can, man. Because that's not a thing. Because prophets and mystics like you are not a thing. You guys are a fucking scam. You're hucksters, period. And people are starting to realize it. And all these motherfuckers are starting to hit the panic button. And people like Hank are now doubling down. It's, it's, it's basically gaslighting at this point. You think this many prophets and mystics and whatever the believers were this wrong about their predictions? Yeah, man, they're wrong about every other fucking thing. So, yeah. 
You can't tell me over hundreds or thousands of prophetic voices, intercessors, believers all missed it. In other words, I believe God is saying we need to wait and stand and take a position like David. Is there not a cause? And here's what I would say. Come back and talk to me in four years. You say, that's ridiculous. Well, four years. You, you said President Trump would be reluctant. He was. But come back and talk to me in four <laughs> years. In other words, they thought Noah was a fool. Noah prophesied something that had never been done in the history of the earth. He said it would rain, and the scoffers, the whole world was against him. You talk about a guy who the whole world was against. It was Noah. They scoffed him. They rejected him. They mocked him. But in the end, they had prophetic blindness yeah. until God moved, and that's what's going to happen. Just making shit up, prophetic blindness. And if you notice, one of the other people on the show, it's the only time someone else chimes in, and one of the other guys goes, yeah, to prophetic blindness. Whatever the maximum dumb thing is, that's what these people do. Now we got, here we got another one doubling down. This guy's hardcore doubling down. Greg Locke, Pastor Greg Locke. Ian and Rosanna. Grown pastors, okay, oh. full-grown adult men, yeah. sending me text messages, sending me inbox messages, asking me when I'm going to repent and resign my church because I said Trump was going to win the election and Trump didn't win. Let me tell you something. Trump won by landslide. Like, let me just say, those people doing that are on the right fucking track. If you were a believer and you believe these fucking lying delusional maniacs these fucking con men if you believe them the right if you're on the right path if you believe them and then you reach out to him and we're like when are you gonna fucking say you got it wrong motherfucker i'm not gonna do that i'm not mad at these people it's just it's i sit back and watch the fucking show and let it pass by but if you believe this shit you have every right to be mad you were fucking lied to. You were duped. You were duped on fucking purpose. Ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I'm almost ashamed of these pastors and preachers and prophets that say, well, I'm going to have to apologize. No, you ain't got to apologize for nothing. He won single-handedly, hands down, biggest historical landslide. That's a factual deal, ladies and gentlemen. The man won. I ain't apologizing to nobody for what I know in my spirit to be true. I am not required by God to accept something and submit to something that I know is demonic and fraudulent. You hear that? You heard that from your pastor. He is not my president and never will be until he wins an election the way the American election process is supposed to go. Somebody say amen up in this house. Fucking wow. Honestly, though, the way Greg Locke is doing that makes me jealous. The, the, what he's saying is f truly terrible. And actually, this is the one of the worst kinds of it because he's getting people real fucking riled up. And he's basically, it's, it's basically now an article of faith to believe that Donald Trump won the election. Because if you listen to these people's podcasts, which I do, if you listen to their sermons, which I do, all of their, everything they're ever saying is that it was a, it was corrupt that they stole the election that they're communists that they're in league with the CCP in China but never ever 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 do they have evidence ever so it's an it's an it's it's faith it's faith based just like everything else in their fucking book the overlap with hardcore christianity is not a fucking surprise it's basically been folded into their canonical belief system. Donald Trump won. How do we know? Because we just know. Because we have faith. And that's all fine and dandy if you're trying to figure out uh, uh, the day Jesus rose from the fucking uh, cave. When you're trying to figure out how long he, he has risen, he had risen for. From the dead. All that shit's 2,000 years ago. I don't give a fuck what you think about that. This is now and this is in the real world. And I'm living now and in the real world. So I prefer reality to be checked in with. 
just a bit. You can't have faith in a thing that is in the past, in the recent past, and factually dead fucking wrong. But that's what it is to these motherfucking people. And my favorite reason why it's not possible that Donald Trump really did lose is because he was having rallies that thousands of people were attending and Joe Biden wasn't. And they're so incredulous. How You can't tell me that the guy who had thousands of people who come to his rallies lost and the guy who didn't have rallies won. The guy that didn't have rallies had got 80 million votes? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Because everyone, more people, who the, more than the thousands of people who went to those rallies, there are more thousands of people, more millions of people who hate the guy whose rallies those people went to. Also, another reason I expect you to believe it is because the people that voted, by and large, the people that voted for the guy who wasn't rallying liked that he wasn't rallying. And one of the reasons they voted for him was because he wasn't rallying. Because there is a pandemic. And whether you fucking believe that's a hoax or not, the reason he wasn't campaigning the way Trump was, was out of pub, uh, public safety. So just because it doesn't pass your myopic eye test... Truly doesn't mean shit. I'm going to play a couple more of these. By the way, these are all just religious people, but there were so many fucking politicians who were doing this. Obviously, obviously, most of all, the president himself. So it came on high from him. And just like everything else, he says, all the fucking zealots, all the maggots, MAGA heads, all the Q heads just regurgitated it. Speaking of that, after the fucking siege on the Capitol, where it's very, very obvious that it was not, as all these motherfuckers are saying, that it was Antifa. I talked about this in the last episode, but I still can't get over that. That is the most fucking deluded gaslighting shit ever. Everyone there, Trump hat, Trump flag, yelling pro-Trump shit. Yelling about being patriots, how they had the cops' backs. How could the cops stop them from entering? We had your backs. Every single piece of video footage, every single piece, innately proves itself to be a mob of pro-Trump crazy people. And yet... The craziest pro-Trump people are saying it was Antifa. Now, if that's not fucking bonkers, I don't know what is. But anyway, some of, many of, the people who stormed the Capitol that day have been arrested. Because they uh, stormed the Capitol. One of the most prominent people who was arrested, only because of the way he fucking looked that day, which was no shirt, body paint, face paint, and a fucking Viking hat, He's he's now known as the Q shaman. He's a QAnon believer. There are interviews from him that day, just spouting the most manic shit before they stormed the Capitol. And there are photos of him inside the Capitol, behind the fucking in the Senate chamber and shit. He's one of the faces of the insurrection, whatever you want to call it. And he was arrested, fucking obviously. And a big part of his defense now or actually the only part of his defense now, is that he was duped by Trump. Specifically by the president, the former president Donald Trump. And his lawyer on his behalf has some great fucking quotes. In no uncertain terms, his defense is he was lied to, whipped up into a frenzy by specifically Donald Trump. 
So here we go. My client is understandably compelled to reconcile the words of the former president with the subsequent actions of the former president. The reconciliation of a betrayal necessarily requires the bellying up to the bar by the betrayed to acknowledge their role in making themselves ripe for betrayal. Watkins argued that Trump had drawn Chansley, I think it's Jacob Chansley, into a web of lies, but said that Trump's lack of action during the riot and failure to issue pardons had been a wake-up call to his client. Quote, Mr. Chansley is not alone. We are all compelled to be introspective about our role in creating and permitting an environment where believing the words of a president is criminally actionable. He regrets very, very much having not just been duped by the president, but by being in a position where he allowed that duping to put him in a position to make decisions he should not have made. Let's roll the tape. Let's roll the month, months of lies and misrepresentations and horrific innuendo and hyperbolic speech by our president designed to inflame, enrage, motivate. What's really curious is the reality that our president, as a matter of public record, invited these individuals, as president, to walk down to the Capitol with him. As to my client, the guy with the horns and the fur and the meditation and organic food, I'm telling you that we cannot simply wave a magic wand and label all these people on January 6th the same. And then in, in, in uh, talking about the possibility of a pardon, no one was holding their breath on the request, and as such, there is no need to exhale. The request was of extraordinary value in that it accorded Trump an opportunity to do what his followers believed would have been the honorable thing to do. Mr. Chansley, along with many others who were similarly situated, are now compelled to reconcile a betrayal by a man whose back they felt they had for years. They are compelled to be introspective and evaluate how they got where they are. Oh yeah, that's what happens when you go to fucking prison. The role of their former leader in that tragic course and the vulnerabilities they share, such as to be led down a primrose path by a man whose back is now squarely fading into the Mar-a-Lago sunset as he walks spiritually hand in hand with Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Wayne obviously was pardoned and what a surprise, the Q shaman fucking wasn't. You've been duped. At least you know it, though. Unfortunately, you had to be arrested to come to terms with it. He compared Chansley's situation to being a jilted lover or even a member of a cult. Thank you. The only thing that was missing at the Capitol was the president, our president, stirring up the Kool-Aid with a big spoon. Wow. Chansley had told federal authorities that he was, quote, glad he sat in Mike Pence's chair on the Senate dais. Court documents revealed that he spewed QAnon's conspiracy theories and said he was glad because he believes the vice president is, quote, a child trafficking traitor. I mean, Jesus. Hey, what's happening? Two people's brains. The more I think about this shit, the more I realize science and math are important to learn. But I would argue now they're not more important to learn than and than critical thinking. And maybe media literacy. How about that? Media literacy and critical thinking need to be 
part of everyone's education from a fucking early age. And I don't mean indoctrination with shitty CNN. I mean, you need to be instructed regardless of what you naturally think with how to be on the internet and not be fucking duped like a fucking dumb fuck. Critical thinking and media literacy. You can do all those things without an ideology behind it. It just so happens that right now, the most, most, most demented people, the most media illiterate, the most uncritical thinkers now happen to be on the right. Right Right-wing media apparatus has turned into a fucking shit show. I was watching some big interview that Frank Luntz did, this LA Times guy, that he does, he does like a big Zoom call with uh, Trump supporters. And all of them, all of them are like, I can't watch Fox anymore. Got to go to Newsmax or OWN, O-A-N-N. Nah, Fox has gone too left wing. Oh, what? Only because Fox is just not, just barely not insane enough. To at least acknowledge the correct result of the election. For that reason, they're too liberal. You are bad at digesting media. If that is your takeaway from Fox saying Joe Biden's the president. You are a fucking child who cannot face the simplest, most obvious realities. I got a fucking QAnon friend who's, there's a bit of hedging going on. When I listen to his podcast, it's like he's, he's saying, you know, I have no problem if I was wrong because I'm on the side of the right people, you know, but he really did think that the inauguration was going to be a mass arrest event. This is the guy I was friends with. This is a person I knew very well. He was a kind Smart, very caring, very loyal friend. Last time we talked, he fucking blew up at me for not agreeing with him. Left a long-running group chat among very close friends. I haven't talked to him once since. And when I listen to him, I hear him in there. I hear his way of being, his manner of speaking, I hear it. It's in there somewhere. But it's gone totally fucking haywire. To the point where he's now waiting on the military. Reposting people like Jordan Sather, who is one of the most notorious conspiracy theorists in the fucking fucking world. Um, it sucks, man. It fucking totally sucks. I mourn the loss of this friend. So sometimes when I talk about this, I get fucking mad. But I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at people like him. I'm more mad generally that we live in a place where this is a thing that can happen on such a fucking mass scale we're talking millions and millions of people who think this shit the people Frank Luntz was talking to were just Trump supporters they weren't necessarily QAnon people all of them 20 there were 20 people on the screen he asked which one of you think Donald Trump really won the election and Joe Biden Joe Biden is a fraudulent president 19 of them raised their hand and I would say to my eye that seems about right an accurate representation of the of the the amount of people of Trump supporters who believe this shit was rigged and 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 and, and illegal. Critical thinking, media literacy, 
Who the fuck grows up and needs to be very good at math? Nobody. Who the fuck grows up and needs to be media literate? Now, everybody. Who the fuck grows up and needs to know how photosynthesis works? Very few people. But who needs to grow up and know how to fucking critically think their way out of a normal fucking situation? Very few people, the former. Very, very, very everyone, the latter. We got where we are because of a few broken systems. Hopefully now we can fix them. Some of them, one of the bigger ones, is the education system. Gotta stop churning out fucking idiots who can't think. It's a different world. You gotta change the way you fucking educate kids. And no, nobody means re-education camps. We just mean better education. God. (sighs) I'm going to be done talking about politics for this episode. On the other side of the episode, I'm going to talk about some other shit. Because the bottom line is, fucking Trump's gone. He gone. Everybody knows he gone. Uh, And for those who don't know he gone, you need to learn something. And what you need to learn is that he gone. Um, All right, I'll talk to you guys in a minute. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And... And I'm back. And I know I said I wasn't going to talk about politics, but I just want to play one thing, one more thing for you. And I want you to imagine if you were in this crowd and you believed what this guy was saying, which also, by the way, was what everyone else was saying. This is Greg Locke again. It was before the election, though. I want you to imagine being someone who believes this fucking guy. And then imagine the 6th and the 20th passing and none of this happens. Okay, so everyone you listen to talks like this. And then the days come and nothing happens. None of the things that are being predicted or said are going to happen, happen at least. Things happen. Just the utter opposite of the things this guy's fucking saying as he riles up his congregation. This, by the way, is the same guy who was refusing to apologize, getting mad at other prophets for apologizing. And I'm telling you right now with all of my soul, with all my heart, I've not lost one moment's sleep over what's going to happen on the 6th, on what's going to happen on the 20th. I'm telling you, church, we got this thing in the bag. I declare unto you that God Almighty is about to get glory. He's about to show up. He's about to step off his throne. He's about to do something in this nation that's going to be so glorious, so supernatural, so extraordinary that can't nobody get the glory except God. If you believe that, give him some praise under this tent. Yes, it's going to happen. Yes, it's going to happen. So God didn't do that. God didn't do that at all. So now what? I'm just going to read some random Q posts, Q believer posts from the day of the inauguration. Probably people who are listening to that shit all fucking day, every day since before and after the election, watching that shit, waiting for the storm to come, waiting for the mass arrests to come, finally, for the military to swoop in, 
arrest Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Doug Emhoff, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama. Everybody. Jill Biden, probably too. John Legend, Tom Hanks. Everyone who's in on the cabal, they were going to be arrested and brought to Guantanamo Bay. None of that happened. So you're sitting there, you're watching it, and you're thinking, everything I staked everything on didn't happen. Here's a little sampling. Just when, question mark. I'm crying and tired of this pain. All the evil is being praised right now while we sit and watch. No arrests, no swamp reveal, nothing. Then another one in all caps. We all got arse fucked. I mean, yeah. Then another person. Q is fake and nine exclamation points. They lied. More exclamation points. To us, the great people. More exclamation points. Q is a troll. No exclamation points on that. Then another one. It's over. We were played. I'm going to throw up now. See, that is a moment, if you will, a come to Jesus moment. Ironic to use that term, but it fits. Those people, believe it or not, are fucking healthier. Health. These people are healthier. All the other motherfuckers who are at the fucking congregation of Greg Locks and every, every, everyone else listening to everybody else talking about that shit, all of them are still holding out hope. Hey, stop. You know? Um... Here's another one, though. See, this is the motherfuckers I'm talking about. Remember, Trump still has not conceded. That's most of, peop- most of the people. And then here's, here's, a, here's a good one. 81 million votes, and I have yet to see anyone with a Joe Biden shirt on. Yeah, because we're not fucking crazy cultists. That's why. No one's in the Joe Biden cult, and everyone who voted Joe, for Joe Biden is happy about that. And then here's, I'll just end on this one. This was posted on a prominent Q channel with 27,000 followers. And this is, this is a good one to end on. Sometimes I feel like we read too far into some shit. And you know what? Yeah, that's about right. Actually, here's an even better one. Sorry. Here's, a, here's another MAGA account. This is better to end on this one. <laughs> don't, don't know about you guys, but I'm actually starting to see Biden. Maybe he's not as bad as I've thought. That is a fucking cherry on top right there. So, yeah. Some people stick in, stay in the course, believing that a, some kind of thing is still going to fucking happen. The ones who still have hope are starting to come to terms with that it was all bullshit. But, you know, this is going to be with us for a long fucking time. And you know what? As I wrap up my political talk, I'm just like fucking, you know what, actually? I don't know you, but it feels like I do And I was frozen when you walked in the room Cause every single word it just makes my stomach turn Cause I don't know you, but it feels like I do Y'all thought I forgot I was M Diesel? That was dumb. 
That was real fucking dumb. And these were to die. Feels like Andy. Wow. Wow. Uh, all right. So, okay. So sometimes I'm done with politics now. That was my cleanser. No more politics. I'm going to finish the show talking about something that's been on my mind lately. Um, d- does this happen to you guys? But sometimes there, there will be a thing that is like so talked about, such a thing people like have become obsessed with over the years. Like, like I was, I was really, really aware of the OJ Simpson trial when it was going on, even though I was so young. But imagine being someone who didn't really know about that. They knew what was going on, but it was like kind of just noise. They were like having a thing in their life where they weren't really paying attention. Imagine like rediscovering that or just discovering that now. You'd 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 dive in and be like, this is the most fucking interesting thing ever. I want to read everything about it. I want to I want to watch every single thing that happened about it. And you you can immerse and become obsessed with a thing that has passed. And then you can also wonder how the fuck did I not pay attention to this? What was I doing that was more interesting than this? What was I paying attention to that was more interesting than this? Sometimes you just miss shit. Even really big shit. Something I missed was everything going on with the John Bonet Ramsey shit. Now, it's possible you don't even know who that is. And if you don't know who John Bonet Ramsey even is, I'm going to need to you to reach into your asshole, grab hold of your hair, and if you're bald, it'll be harder, but somehow get your hand on the other side of your head, top of your head, and pull your head out of your asshole. Because that's where it is. Because if you don't know who John Benet Ramsey is, you don't have a brain that is capable of paying attention to things. Just a quick primer for, for those people whose heads have uh, been in their asses. John Benet Ramsey is a, was, it's a famous murder case. John Benet Ramsey was a six-year-old uh, girl who, who's, who was a show like a pageant girl, like one of those creepy fucking dolls that crazy parents dress up, uh, make up, and make do like little girl pageants. It has since then become a thing that has like crazy reality shows about the parents and girls who do this kind of shit. The, our original cultural obsession with this comes from that. So she's a six-year-old girl who very well, like uh, well-off, uh, Boulder, Colorado family, John and Patsy Ramsey are the parents. Um, and they had a son named Burke and a daughter named... Oh, Charlie's pissing me off. Charlie! Charlie, shut the fuck up! Charlie, shut the fuck up! Charlie, shut the fuck up! Hang on. Uh, okay. I shut Charlie the fuck up and I'm back. Uh, so... Burke, the older brother, was nine. JonBenet, the daughter, is six. Wealthy family. Boulder, Colorado. Uh, and one night, well, Christmas night, on, in 1996, the Ramseys come home from a Christmas party. They come home and go to bed and... They wake up, the parents wake up to find a ransom note that says they, it's a three-page ransom note that says, uh, we have, in, in, it's like a crazy, weird, long ransom note that like steals direct lines from movies like Ransom, the Mel Gibson movie. And Speed and some fucking Danny DeVito movie that I forget. Uh, it's like pulling dialogue and putting it in the note. And there's just like weird uh, verbiage and weird handwriting and 
The note was written with a Sharpie and a pad that was in the house. And they, the parents claim to have found the note, called 911, uh, even though the note explicitly says, don't call the cops. We are watching you. And they demand uh, a certain amount of money, $118,000. And the police come and they do a horrible job. They don't make it a, f- a crime scene. They let people continue to walk through it. Friends come over to console. Police are walking all over everything. Uh, and so evidence is getting destroyed. Um, somehow in the note, it says, stay by your phone. We're going to call her sometime between eight and 10 AM. The police leave before 10 and leave one officer behind. Uh, she, the officer says the parents were restless. She told, uh, the father, John, to go with one of his friends and look around the house, see if anything's out of place, see if anything's been disturbed. But don't fucking touch anything. If you do see something, just see it. It would come back to me and tell me. He says, okay. They go off looking. In the basement, it's a big-ass house, in some room in the basement that nobody uses, John, the father, and his friend find the body of his six-year-old daughter, JonBenet Ramsey. She's killed. She's dead. He, either in a panic or I'll get to this part later or another reason, throws a blanket over her, rips the duct duct tape off her mouth. I'll spare you the details. It's fucked up the way she's dead. Brings her upstairs, puts her on the middle of the living room floor and is trying to resuscitate his daughter even though she's gone through rigor mortis. She's dead. She's not breathing. At this point, the police officer who's there says she starts to panic and starts to think that the family and she reaches, puts her hand on her gun because she's so nervous, okay? This starts the story that became a national sensation. It was right after the OJ trial and that sort of media frenzy, media 24-hour news cycle, tabloid shit, had been kicked into a whole entirely new gear because of OJ. And there was a vacuum created after the OJ uh, verdict. And so this stepped into that void and became the case that the country was obsessed with they came to hate the parents and the the country and the police became convinced that it was somehow the parents doing the family's doing now there are various theories that uh john benet killed was killed by her mother because she wet her bed and her mother flipped and flew into a rage and accidentally killed her daughter then they covered up and made it look like this weird sex crime torture thing, which is hard to believe, but okay, possible. There's been a whole book written about the bedwetting theory by one of the detectives that was on the case. So that's like a real theory. Another theory is that Burke, the older brother, who apparently a couple months before had become violent with John Bonet. Another theory is that they uh, got into a fight and he got out of hand and crushed her skull with a flashlight because there's a big, big broken skull wound on the top of her head. There is, uh, she was strangled by a garrote, which was made out of a fucking paintbrush that belonged to Patsy and wire used from Patsy's art kit as well. So, Everything that was used in the murder was from inside the house, except the duct tape. They couldn't find the duct tape that was used. But by now, the, all of the evidence has been tampered, not just because the police are terrible at, at doing the investigation, sealing off the crime scene, but also because the parents are being fucking idiots. Granted, if your kid dies like that, you'd be shocked. You wouldn't exactly know what to do. You'd need the police to tell you what to do. Fine, I get it. But the working theory is that either they accidentally killed their own kid made it look like some uh, home invasion pedophilia thing than sort of sex act gone wrong murder. Or Burke and her were roughhousing and killed. he killed her and the parents, instead of ro- losing both of their kids, 
they staged this perverse sexual abuse slash murder in the basement. So basically, basically everyone thinks the parents did it in one way or another. Because there's literally not a single trace of evidence that someone else was there. There's no fingerprints anywhere. There's no footprints anywhere that don't belong to the family. Okay. Here's the problem that I have with the, that the parents did it. First of all, fucking these last few nights, I've been like, I'm a fucking sleuth. Okay. I crack, I, 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 I've been, I've been, I took the case and I fucking ran with it. It was a thing that I basically totally missed at the time. I think at the time I was a kid too, and I just found it deeply disturbing and I wasn't paying attention to it. OJ was like an athletic hero of mine. So that was the thing I was paying attention to. Um, but I remember my parents were crazy into it and I just kind of missed all the details. So for me coming to all this, I was like, what the fuck? And everyone I talked to about it was like, yeah, the parents did it. And I was like, but, but, uh, and here's really, I don't, I don't, I don't like believe that there's necessarily a person that came into the house and did it. It seems entirely possible. There's this former detective from the police force that was investigating who had, who retired and it wasn't, I don't think it was his case. Maybe it was his case, but he retired and dedicated his whole career to finding the killer. He was convinced, convinced you can look up this shit online. He made this like 80 minute video with all the facts and all the details and all his beliefs about what it was. And he's convinced that it was nobody in the family. That there was an intruder in the house that went into the house, snuck in the house through a broken window in the basement before they came home from the Christmas party. Waited until everybody fell asleep, went to get the girl, tased her, knocked her out, brought her down in the basement, did the fucking crazy shit to her and left and left the note as like a sort of like decoy. Now, obviously, that's not like a crystal clear, totally provable thing, but it seems totally possible. There's DNA, unknown DNA, male DNA under her fingernails. They found like other unknown DNA on her fucking underwear, not to get too graphic, but it's true. Anyway, my point is all all this, actually. This is my whole reason for saying this. If everybody's so sure that the parents did it, Why are they the dumbest fucking people in the world? And also didn't leave evidence that they did it because there's, there's, there's evidence that they're the, if, if that's, if they did it, there's evidence that they're the dumbest fucking people in the world. And how are you the dumbest fucking people ever in the history of the world? And also get away with this. Those things don't go together. And here's how they're the dumbest people in the world. Let's go with the, the, the brother did it, okay? Let's say I have two kids. One nine, one six, and the nine-year-old and the six-year-old are engaged in some kind of roughhousing and it gets carried away and the nine-year-old kills the six-year-old. Let's say that happened. What do I do? Here's what I do. And granted, Nerves are, I mean, emotions are about as haywire as they could possibly be in that moment. But here's what I do. I say, hey, nine-year-old. Why'd you fucking do that? Now, our lives are ruined. I understand it was an accident you didn't mean to, but you shouldn't have fucking roughhoused. And now look, this is what happens when you roughhouse. Now we got to fucking call the police. And on top of the tragedy of losing your sister, our daughter, we got to go through this whole fucking rigmarole of an investigation. Which we are definitely going to do. 
If it was an accident, even if it wasn't an accident, you're nine. I'm not going to cover it up for you. And if I'm going to cover it up, what I'm definitely not going to do is make it look like some fucking sex crime and do more things to her six-year-old fucking body than we're already done and hide her in the fucking basement. And then when the fucking people, the cops leave, and only one cop's there, I'm going to unstage the murder scene I staged and, and ruin it and bring her upstairs and make it look like I fucking did it, like I'm trying to destroy evidence. That is the most absurd leap in logic that I could imagine. You're not protecting your kid. You're not assessing and saying, well, I already lost one kid. Might as well cover it up on his behalf and make it look like an intruder committed a sex crime. I'm not going to do that. And here's why I'm not going to do that. We're all already fucked up. The thing happened. Why not be honest about it now? I, the the brother that didn't that, that I can't let myself believe that that happened because only the dumbest fucking people in the world and the worst fucking parents in the world would do that. You're actually going to ruin your kid's life even more if you make him lie for the rest of his life about accidentally killing his sister. The kid was nine. He's not going to go to fucking jail. So granted, is that possible? Yes. Is that likely? I can't let myself think that because that would make them the dumbest people in the world and the dumbest people in the world don't get away with murder or murder cover-ups. Now, the other thing that if they did it would make them the dumbest people in the world, a, th- a two and a half page ransom note using a Sharpie and a pad, a cover-up that includes Devices and, 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 and sort of uh, impromptu weapons made out of the fucking mom's art supplies. Again, is that possible that that happened? That she accidentally killed her? Let's take the brother out of it. Is it possible that the brother... Or not, that that the that the mother flew off into a rage about one thing or another, bedwetting, whatever, and just like lost her mind for a second and injured her daughter, and then that injury led to death. Is that possible? Absolutely. Is it also possible that they tried to cover that up after the fact? Sure. If they covered it up the way that they covered it up, they're the dumbest people in the world. And frankly, the weirdest, grossest people in the world, considering what they added to the cover-up. And the dumbest and weirdest and grossest people in the world don't get away with murder. It just all doesn't go together. So could the parents have done it? It's yes and. Or yes but. And the yes but is yes but only if they're the dumbest people in the history of the fucking planet. However, I would even add to that. I would, an addendum to that is... The dumbest fucking people in the history of the fucking planet don't often get away with murder. So now, because of this case, I've decided in my my rediscovery of this case and the conclusions I've drawn from it, I will be continuing my investigative interpretations of various either cold cases or famous murders, unsolved murders on this show. What I'm saying is I'm a detective now. What I'm saying is I'm a homicide detective and any unsolved murder cases 
that are out there that come across my desk because I have a desk now for the homicide work that I do, detective work that I do. I'm going to fucking immerse myself in the facts, just the facts, and crack those cases. And I will do it with respect and dignity and accuracy. So, you know, it's just one of the burdens of this new year. I'm now also a homicide detective. If any of you have cases that you think are fishy or unsolved, feel free to send them along to me. Uh, If I deem them worthy, I will uh, uh, solve them. And yeah, that's a new thing. And I just wanted to bring you guys all up to speed. M. Diesel, homicide detective. All right, I guess uh, that's going to be it. Um, We are now fucking finally restocking the merch store. So either check that later today or in the coming days. And everyone who's been asking me, where the fuck's this? Where the fuck's that in this size? It will all be in there soon. Magically.com slash store. Get your merch, free shipping, to the U.S. and Canada on orders over $100. So get in there uh, before it all fucking disappears again. And yeah, everybody stay safe. Style, I love you all. Thank you for listening. COVID's a bitch. Try not to fucking get it. Wear your mask if you've got to go outside. Uh, And take care of yourselves. I will talk to you soon. Oh, next episode, I will once again be returning to the guest format of the show. I got a really cool guest I'm excited about for uh, the very next episode. So I might be doing two next week, one with a guest, one solo. And to that, we all say, Wee! Wee! Okay, uh, I will talk to you all very soon. Okay. <laughs>